Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. Hi, welcome to Muppet Fans Talking. I'm Maria. And I'm Sprout. Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. It doesn't put food on our table, but I greatly appreciate it. Maybe one day, if Maybe we, one day. if we're like, let's monetize us info dumping about the Muppets. <laughs> you guys like info about puppets and really bad jokes? You came to the right place. Give us your money. <laughs> Hey, listen, if you're going to give money to anybody, it should be us. I mean, Mary's not here and we're immediately shilling out. Let's get into some notes, top of the episode notes. All right. Um, Like we said last week, the Muppet Studios rebranded. And they have a new logo, and it's all gold, and it reminds mm. me of the Muppet Show logo. Yeah. It's very pretty. It still kind of reminds me of Lucasfilms, but it's nice. It's no longer black. Yes. So that kind of helped it. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. Um, very shiny. Very, very shiny. So Tango, Elmo's new dog on Sesame Street, there's uh, a animated special that is out now that you can watch on HBO Max and eventually PBS. And Tangle will also appear as a live-action puppet in season 52. And, hmm. Please, please uh, tell me what you told me earlier, Sprout. <laughs> Which thing is the question? Um, uh, about, about the dog? Well, yes. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Uh-huh. That the eyes just aren't normal yeah. for a Muppet? The, the eyes look strange, in my opinion, and there's no magic triangle. Like, um, the last five new Muppet characters we've got have all had, like, magic triangle all looked good. They mm-hmm. all are so cute. What happened to this dog? Tango's been through some things. Tango, Tango needs some therapy. Um, <laughs> Tank Tango's performed by uh, Leslie Carrara Rudolph, and she made a joke on Instagram that was something like, "I've been prepare uh, uh, Newhart, which is her dog. She goes, mm-hmm. Newhart has been preparing me for decades now <laughs> to perform Tango, which was really sweet. I love that. Yeah, um, I don't love the puppets. Maybe, okay, so. The the dog on the animated show is really sweet looking. Yeah. They did a very good job animating him. Something happened from cartoon to puppet. And I don't know what. Something drastic because Tango does <laughs> not look into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was Prairie Dawn's birthday it was. Uh, earlier this week. I don't remember the day. This week has been crazy. <laughs> the sad thing is I also don't remember the day. It could have been <laughs> yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. It, it Maybe it was the second or the third. I can look it up. 
it's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, if you're a big Prairie Dawn fan like I am, you care. I but love I, Prairie Dawn. I love Prairie Dawn so much. I'm just very tired from this move that the days are jumbling together. I think it was the day before yesterday. So the third? Well, here's here's my gauge on it. Richard posted his artwork of Prairie Dawn 22 hours ago, and he posted it the day okay. after her birthday. Okay, so it was the third. Hi, because... Richard. Hi, Richard. We love your art. <laughs> we think you're great. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite things uh, about Prairie Dawn's birthday is people are making fan art and talking about her and uh, talking about Fran Brill and Stephanie DeBruzzo, who are her, uh, her original original performer and her current performer. And Stephanie was tweeting back at them, uh, like as Prairie, basically, or like as a go between of like Miss Dawn approves of your message. <laughs> it was very sweet. So good. Yeah. Um, Sesame Place had its forty first uh, anniversary. Uh, a few days back so congratulations to them the one of the only things i know about you is that uh bill beretta and brian henson met there that is true yeah that's one of the only yeah bill and brian worked there together and that's how they became friends that's because they were both in high school or right out of high school and brian was like i want a job and jim was like go because has it uh bill shared the story of jim walking into sesame place while he was working yeah yeah yeah. jim was going into sesame place because there was a new oscar animatronic Mm, that he was yeah yeah that he was trying to make sure looked nice and uh, apparently this is what bill says bill was in like a restaurant area that was near the animatronic and he ran from that restaurant to the front of the park where Jim was to shake his hand and say, That's "Welcome, nice. Mr. Henson, to the nice. to Sesame Place," which I would have done the same. Apparently, yeah. it was a very long run. <laughs> also, that's very fireable. Imagine, imagine Bill Beretta running towards you at breakneck speed. Ooh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why my brain was just like, all right, we're going to make him Naruto run. Phil <laughs> <laughs> Beretta, Naruto run. Amazing. <laughs> On Muppet Babies, the new episode, they had an episode about Gonzo having a Cinderella story where he was Gonzarella, uh, where he wore a dress. And we're not going to mention any of the negative things that have come out because of that, because people are assholes. This is but, true. um, we, we just want to say here at Muppet Fans Talking, we believe that no matter gender or clothing, you can wear whatever you want. And it's completely yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I wore a tux to my best friend's wedding. I love that. Thank you. Um, any more notes? Do we have any more notes? I can't think of anything. I can't. There's nothing that's coming to me. No. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so end of the notes. 
I'm not leading this episode. Sprout, what is the topic? I'm leading this episode. You are. What is the topic for this episode? The topic for this episode is the train wreck that was going to be the Fraggle Rock movie. The absolute disaster. (laughs) There's literally no good points throughout the entire making of this movie. And I can't stress that enough. It's so bad. It's it's very bad, and we're glad it was not made. Oh, I'm beyond thrilled. <laughs> I am beyond thrilled that this never mm-hmm. saw the light of day. Yes. So we're going to start back in early 2000s, actually, eh, mid-2006. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Henson had an interview of May of 2006 saying, Yes, we're writing a Fraggle Rock movie and trying to put it together. He said fans should expect the movie to do something that sort of stands next to the Fraggle Rock series rather than being a continuation of the show. Oh, something about that already raises red flags. Yeah, I don't like that. I'd I'd love it to be a continuation, please. The, The only thing I can see it, like, being a side project is if it was an Uncle Traveling Matt movie. Yeah, or like Gorgs or Doozers or something else besides the main characters of the movie. Yes. Um, The Jim Henson Company confirmed in October of that year uh, that the movie was in the works. The press release also stated that the treatment is being written by author Amit Zappa, who did the monstrous memoirs of Mighty McFearless, which I'm sorry, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of that I've before. I've never heard of it either. The, the monstrous memoirs of what? Of Mighty McFearless. Who the hell are you? No, that That was what was credited next to his name as if that was the most popular thing that he's done. <laughs> so I'm not sure who this person is. <laughs> If you if you like this person, if you, I'm so sorry. We don't know who this man is. <laughs> no. Um, Zappa, the mysterious man, also said in an interview. Zapp- okay, hold on. <laughs> Zappa the mysterious is a good Muppet name. <laughs> that I have is to a good say, Muppet name. I could see Jerry Nelson playing Zappa the mysterious on like a, a one like a one off character for season four of the Muppet Show. Amit, if they ever make you a Muppet, we got we got Call a name us? for you. <laughs> Question mark? Call us? Don't call us. We don't want to talk to you. We don't work for the Muppets. We don't. Maybe one day? Who knows? Maybe. Um, He discussed the plans in December of that year with MTV. Why? I don't know. There's a lot of weird interviews that were held for this movie. Um. He said at the time filmmakers were planning to release the movie in late 2008 or early 2009 and said the Fraggles need to be here sooner than later. Which, uh... Um... That's uh, happened. Spoiler uh, alert. Hey, guys. It's 2021. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I should probably state this movie was going to be about the main five Fraggles going into outer space. Mm-hmm. Which is why it feels weird that it's not a continuation. Why would they all go yeah. into space before the the ending? I don't know. It it also feels 
because there were tons of movies in the you know early 2000s and the 2010s of like Mm -hmm. let's take these characters and put them in the real world as i read on about this train wreck Mm -hmm. a lot of it just screams the smurfs movie I was immediately about to mention that of like it yeah. reminds me of the Smurfs movie where they're like, let's put him in New York with Neil Patrick Harris, except he's a straight man. Except it's not Neil Patrick Hade- Harris, and I hate it even more. Hades. I was thinking hatred, and <laughs> while I was saying Harris, I don't hate Neil Patrick Harris. I hate who they picked for no. this movie. Spoiler alert. Um, I have his autobiography. It's very good. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris? Yes, I have Neil good. Patrick Harris's autobiography. It's very I was good. worried it was going to be someone else. <laughs> no, who have you mentioned? The writer? I know. I don't know this man. No, the Where do I know that this man actually from? is going to star in this train wreck film. Why would I do that to you? <laughs> Why would I you ever? You better I would not never, ever. <laughs> I would never hurt you like that. <laughs> oh, Why? out (laughs) okay tell me more about this train wreck right um in may of 2008 henson announced that the weinstein company would distribute the fraggle rock film yeah we're starting off on a a great note here oh all of this is bad all of this it keeps getting worse um Yeah, I don't know any of Sprout. Sprout is leading this episode. Sprout has done all of the research. <laughs> I know nothing. She hasn't told me anything. So these are my real reactions. There is a quote about this deal that's going to hurt you. <laughs> okay. Um, the announcement also said that Corey Edwards would be the writer and director. And he was the writer and director for the 2005 animated film Hoodwinked. Okay, listen. I've never seen this film. You've never seen Hoodwinked? I've never seen Hoodwinked. I remember when it came out, and I remember trailers for it, but I never okay. saw it. Two things. One, whenever it came out, I was hyper fixated on it. And two, I learned, like, a few years ago that the people that made it, they had the, like, smallest budget for a movie ever made since then. So they had to do all of the animation overseas by like multiple animation companies that were literally like teaching themselves animation as they were making the movie. Jeez. Yeah. So the animation quality sucks, but the story yeah. is actually kind of good. Like it's really crazy and nonsensical, but um, it's it, it's a kind of like a murder mystery detective thing that's told out of order. It's pretty good. Um, I haven't seen any of the sequels. Apparently the sequels suck. Uh, (laughs) Do you think that writing would have done well in a Fraggle Rock film? Not really. I mean, I'm a writer. I do different genres. But, like, I don't think these writers have the same sort of uh, stylings that the show did. Because their their writing was very, like, off the wall and bouncy in a way that, like, the Fraggles are... They are off the wall and bouncy, but it's like on the uh, different sides of the spectrum type of thing, mm. if that makes sense. I would like to say Corey Edwards. Mm-hmm. As I read through this, mm-hmm. I just feel bad for him. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. train wreck's going to go hard on this guy. 
This poor on man. This one man. I feel for him. If he's ever done anything bad, we don't know about it. So we don't. don't. I just know yeah. the way he was treated during the making of this film, and it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The press release listed Brian Henson, Jason Lust, Lisa Henson, and Eric Robinson as producers, with Amit Zappa and Brian Innerfeld as executive producers. Here's that fun quote. Okay. <laughs> Lisa Henson commented on the partnership. Our previous partnership with the Weinstein Company has proven to be a wonderful collaboration, and we are confident that joining with them on this project will ensure audiences young and old will enjoy meeting Red, Gobo, and the whole Fraggle gang. With Corey Edwards directing, this new Fraggle adventure will bring an exciting energy while honoring the heart, joy, and hope of the original series. Oh, my Oof. God. Oof. Oh, my God. Lisa, I'm so, ooh, that did not age well. Okay, we know that that's not her or the Jim Henson Company's opinion anymore. Thankfully. We know that for a fact. Yes. This was before some news came out. Just a little bit. So... Screenwriter Corey Edwards has been writing about his progress of, of the film on his blog, Corey's Curiosities. Mm -hmm. That's how into this movie this guy was. He was writing a blog about it. Oh. Which is the beginning of, man, I feel ma bad for this guy. I feel bad for this man. It's only going to get worse. Oh, no. In March 2009, Edwards discussed the plans for the movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I've been having some really cool meetings with some of the largest talent agencies about the music of the movie. We are talking to some big people about being involved. Major names. Everyone agreed that the music has to be more than kids rock or sing-songy stuff that is merely tolerable for adults. The hope is to make the soundtrack the best pop album it can be while giving the movie magical moments. I'm going to throw up. I am gonna go crazy, go stupid, go ah. What the <laughs> hell? Sing songy. What did he just call the original fragile, fragile rock? Fragile. I'm fragile. <laughs> fragile rock. What? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. I hate this already. The, the original songs are perfect. <laughs> the thing is, the yeah. more reading into his blog, you can tell he loves fragile rock. Yeah. And a lot of the decisions that he's supportive of in his blog are things that he couldn't change. Oh. So, I don't know if this is actually what he wanted or if he was just trying to be excited about it. Pro probably not. Probably they were like, be nice about this. Be happy. And he was like, okay, fine. The best, I think the best case scenario for this situation is if mm -hmm. it would have been like a Spongebob musical situation. Explain what you mean there. The Spongebob musical soundtrack, every song is written by a big name. It's not like a jukebox soundtrack. They actually yeah. got those artists to write songs specifically for the show. Like there's oh. one by David Bowie. There's one by Cyndi Lauper. Um, I think the Plain White Tees did one. No, I know Panic at the Disco did one. But, I didn't know this at all. Yeah. 
So cool. the ba- best case scenario would yeah. be that situation. Definitely. Worst case scenario is jukebox soundtrack. Which it feels like it was going to be a jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. Under, now I am wondering, it, when did the Smurfs movie come out? Because now I'm wondering if they just repurposed what they were going to do, but like Smurfs. I'll look it up. Hang on. Okay. The Smurfs movie came out in 2011. Oh, hey, we might, might be onto something here. They could have been working at the same time. Because this is 2008. Yeah. Or they could have just repurposed it. I don't know. I'm I'm falling into co- some conspiracy theory territory here. If they repurposed it, they would have repurposed the Fraggle Rock movie for Smurfs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. Okay. Hmm. Big brain. Big Yeah, big brain Maria moment happening all over again. Um, our next com- uh, comment is about to dive into some of the beginning concerns from Corey Edwards on his blog. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He also discussed Henson's concerns about the script. Oh. The, other, the other update is that I had a substantial creative meeting over at Henson on some big, bigger issues with the script. As excited as everyone has been about the screenplay, there were some larger lingering notes. Notes about certain themes, about the length and time we spend on certain locations or on a certain character's story. It's been my experience that larger notes are the better discussions to have. Nitpicky debates over a line of dialogue or single action in a scene are seldom productive. But when you can dig down to the big root concern and then shift a major aspect of the script to meet that concern, that's worth doing. So I have launched into another write, rewrite for a few... Uh, weeks to rework the front of the movie and a few big moments in the story but i'm excited because these are big notes not little notes sure redoing your whole kitchen takes a lot more work than replacing the sink but it's for a better payoff Mm -hmm. um in june 2009 edwards wrote about the continuing delays in getting the project greenlitted All parties are circling up to keep this ball moving down the field, although it's always more like pushing a boulder up a hill. For those of you who are frustrated and impatient about how long this is taking, welcome to the movie business. This is nothing new. Each project of this size involves huge amounts of money and lots of people and multiple companies agreeing on the same creative, financial, and strategic plans. And then some of those plans take a lot of time to (laughs) execute. The news that you really want to hear, the news that the movie is moving into production, just hasn't happened yet. There are some major chess pieces that still need to be in place to make sure this film has the best possible budget, dis- distribution, and promotion when it comes out. Um, he also added that he's currently working on other movie pitches at the same time. Mm. Was it for Henson stuff or just movie stuff in general? I think it just in general. Okay. Um, Brian Henson mentioned the Fraggle Rock movie during a panel about Farscape at San Diego Comic Con in July of 2009, saying I that remember the movie that. was on schedule. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Brian, we love when Brian lies to us. <laughs> in September of 2009, Edwards wrote that he is continuing to have meetings with studio executives and financing partners. While he said, I'm remaining optimistic. 
He acknowledged <laughs> frustration with the slow progress of the negotiations. He also uh-huh. clarified that Henson is not the source of the delay. Mm. Oh. I've heard a little chit-chat online about Henson dragging their feet and holding up the movie. Let me be clear, Henson is not holding up the movie. They are all systems go. The holdup is financing and putting together studio partners in this economy. Mm. In this economy? Well, it was 2009. I know. So the economy was bad. It was terrible. (laughs) It wasn't the best, so that does make sense. Um... In December of 2009, Entertainment Weekly posted a blurb about the Fraggle Rock movie, quoting Edwards. Director Corey Edwards, hoodwinked, tells EW he is overseeing a big-screen revamp of the Henson-created Fraggle Rock, the much-beloved 80s TV show about the tiny Muppet-esque creatures. We've got a script we're very excited about, but it's been a very tricky balance, reveals Edwards. We have to appeal to the 10-year-olds as well as the nostalgic 30- and 40-year-olds. The latter Mm. camp need not worry about the excess of CGI (laughs) jiggery-pokery. What? (laughs) Jiggery-pokery. I'm from the South, so I I hear a lot of uh, (laughs) stuff like that, but never... I've heard, like, hullabaloo. But jiggery pokery, I, I need and that's to do not some even consulting. his quote. That's not his quote. That's just from the E W article. E W, are you okay? <laughs> Whoever wrote this? <laughs> e W, no, E W, the website wrote this. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he talks about the style of the film, saying. This is old school Muppet tricks. I think it's more important to the fans than it would have been to Jim. He loves any tool of creation, but yeah, we're going to do puppets. I'm, well, I'm glad. Right. Why wouldn't you do puppets? Well, they could have done CGI. Why? Why would they want to? I didn't say it was a good idea. No, definitely not. <laughs> in April of 2010, Edwards wrote about the production's holdup once again, restating that the script is good and the Henson Company is not the source of the delay. There's a lot of reinforcement that the script is good. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Well, it is him saying that. So it's like, I'm good. I Hey, guys, I'm great. So... His quote is, there are many crazy things going on behind the scenes to get the film funded and it's getting and to get the Weinstein company completely committed. I'm very, very frustrated with the lack of progress, to put it lightly. The script is good, guys. I'm excited about it and I stand by it. But we are still in a continual cycle of draft notes, draft notes, draft notes. It makes me want to bite a hole through the through an armchair, frankly. I'm at a loss. I'm ready to go, but the decision makers are not. I've become very personally invested in this thing, and I desperately want to give you all a Fraggle movie you've been dreaming of. I get goosebumps when I think about the movie that could be. I think that it's still possible. However, I'm sad to say that you may not hear any updates on Fraggle Rock for for a long time. I wanted to at least set your... uh, at least set your expectations. We've got to work some stuff out so we can do this right. 
I'll do my best to keep you updated if and when the slow wheels of this machine start moving again. So uh, we we know who to point fingers at, obviously. Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a, a specific specific uh, thing that we can point fingers at. Mm-hmm. And let's not get into that. Like I said, I feel bad for this guy. It's only yeah. a, it's gonna get worse. Definitely, it's gonna get worse for him. Oh no. <laughs> Um, so in May 2010, Corey Edwards was interviewed by the Puppet Mi- Muppet Mindset. <laughs> Puppet hey, Mindset. I, I used to work for them before they merged with hey. Tough Things. Hi, Muppet Mindset. Don't look but- at my articles. They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Read my Tough Pig ones instead. <laughs> and that's um, not because, okay, I do want to clarify. It's not because I have like, oh, this is a better website. It's me. I wrote those when I was in middle and high school. So like, that's why I don't want people to read them. To quote Corey Edwards, guys, the writing is good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to quote me, the writing is bad because I was <laughs> 15 uh, and my tough fix writing is good because I am now my age. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Uh, okay, continue. In, uh, I'm just going to start over. <laughs> okay, sorry. It, no, it's okay, it's okay. In May 2010, Corey Edwards was interviewed by the Muppet Mindset about the Fraggle Rock movie. Edwards mentioned that Karen Prell and Dave Goles would be reprising their roles as Red Fraggle and Boober Fraggle. He added that most of the cast members were having health problems, which could mean recasting. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, um, I think I know who I, that is. I mean, well, uh, I do know at the, at that time, Kathy Mullen was having health problems. And obviously, so was Jerry Nelson. So mm-hmm. so there's reasons for that. Yeah. Okay, here's where I uh, really start to feel for this guy. Oh, now is uh, the, the only starting of it? <laughs> I thought we've been feeling for this man the entire time. <laughs> You'll see. Okay. In... God. In June 2010, Edwards posted on his blog that the Weinstein Company had begun searching for a new writer, presumably to rewrite my entire script from scratch. Edwards expressed concern and frustration about the process. This is happening behind my back without consulting me or even asking my opinion. The only overall note coming from the studio is not edgy enough. Not edgy enough yeah so they so they don't want it to be for the fans they want it to be for little kids but they want it to be edgy i'm going insane what do you want (laughs) when i think fraggle rock edgy is the first word that comes to mind edgy what the hell i feel so sorry i feel so sorry for this man right right Oh, my gosh. Rejecting the word edgy, Edwards declared, I have said repeatedly that I will do my very best to make this Fraggle movie relevant and modern to compete with everything else out there. What I will not do is sabotage what made the property beloved in the first place. Perhaps this will be uh, get the studio to pick up the phone and actually engage me again. Oof. I... That is awful. <laughs> Well, we're not blaming the Henson Company whatsoever in, in when it comes to the treatment of this man. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I hate how many times you have to say uh, the company's name. I'm not even saying it. That's how uncomfortable it makes me. I I only have to say it when I have to. Oh, I hate it so much. I just feel for this guy. He's just screaming on his blog. This man deserves better. Yeah. (laughs) This man deserves better. Um... Later that month, Edwards reported he had spoken to the company about the script and was given some changes that uh, they had requested. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards revealed in an Entertainment Weekly interview in May 2011 that the project note is no longer in development with Weinstein. I had heard for months now that it's all but dead, but I have heard recently that it's not even with the Weinstein company anymore. They've just let that option go, which means that it's up to the Jim Henson company what what they want to do with it. My deal was with the Weinstein company, so we'll see if anybody wants to make a deal with me to direct again. I wrote a script that the Weinstein company owns, so in a way I'm disappointed that that project didn't happen. But as Mm -hmm. I've said on my blog, I think we all need to remember that it's it's also good that a bad movie didn't happen. If the elements weren't right and the studio wasn't on board with my vision, then I'm happy that it didn't go forward because it could have been a disaster and fans would have been angry. So my answer is that it's in a deep, deep coma and it sounds like it's up to the Jim Henson company how they want to proceed. I know they like me and I love Fraggles, so we'll see. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like you could tell this guy really wanted to just make a good Fraggle Rock movie. Truly, it's, it truly feels like he just didn't want to deal with the other company. I was like, please let me yeah. just do movie. Please let me do movie, yeah. please. Please it's let me do movie. Awful. Oh, this man deserves this man. better. I do too. He deserves better. He needs he, he needs to work with the. Has he worked with them ever since then? Since I don't know. know. I can look it up. Henson Company, get on, get on this. Somebody no, get on it. this. <laughs> let this man do something. It's what he deserves after the hell that he's been put through. My question is, he said the Weinstein company owned his script. Yeah. Smurfs movie. I I don't know. They could have just repurposed it and scratched it up, as you said. Yeah, did the other company produce the Smurfs movie? Do we know? Um... I don't. Also look that up. (laughs) Okay. It's from Columbia Pictures. Sony Pictures. Okay. Okay. All right. What have you made, Corey Edwards? (laughs) Corey Edwards. Corey, if you want to come on our podcast. If you want to rant about how terrible this movie is, please. We would love to have you. I mean, we, we obviously believe that the script was very good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we've been vouching for you this whole time. Yeah, and I love Hoodwinked. I would sorry, like... It. It's, we could watch it together sometime. I'd love that. Uh, I would too. Um, but I used to watch Hoodwinked all the time when I was little. Or not like little, little, but, you know, when I wasn't my age now. <laughs> when it first came out. How about that? There we go. Um, do you know Dougal? 
No, I don't. I don't. I recognize the character and the name. Uh huh. But I haven't seen it. He he wrote that. Okay. Um, Escape what from else? Planet Earth. Escape from Planet Earth. I mean, there's tons of movies that are titled similarly. He's written a lot of stuff for Veggie Tales. Okay. Um. Yeah. Is that it? There's a lot of movies I don't recognize. There's one from 2020 called Fearless that's animated. There's one Fearless. called Wish. The Happy Wish. Family Show that has Barbie dolls. It kind of looks like that that high school drama series on YouTube that's done with Barbie dolls. I forgot the name of it. What? Oh, I'll have to find it later. It's so dumb. Okay. Are you um, sure it's not the the show the 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 Barbie show that they did? I am. Po- it is actual Barbie dolls. Like, uh huh. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was that's. I can't remember the name. That was Are like you... very very popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very guys. We can't. <laughs> we're. It's not that we're dumb. It's just we're both very tired and can't think of words. That's Why do true. we do a podcast? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey guys, just jumping in to say the show that I was talking about is called The Most Popular Girls in School. So if you were curious, you can find it on YouTube under that name. It's it's old school YouTube comedy. It's it's a good time. Um, But the show that he, he wrote 11 episodes for it. The Happy Family Show. It looks like that's oh. like it's, it's actual Barbie dolls like the YouTube show that I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, are we sure he didn't just write the, the YouTube show? That would be like, so great if he did because it was funny it as was hell. A, it was very funny. It was a good... I, I think about that show a lot of just like, what the fuck are you on about? Like... It's very good. Okay, let's let's keep going. We went off on a tangent. <laughs> um, Craig uh, Shemin? Sheman? Yes, Shemin. I met him. Shemin. I know him. Hey. Yeah. Well, he noted in July of twenty uh, July twenty eleven presentation at the Museum of Moving Images that the mm-hmm. film would be on hold until they could find another production company. Mm-hmm. Transition noise to October 2011. <laughs> the company um, new, <laughs> the company new regent regency regency. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> they announced that they had bought the rights to produce the film from the Jim Henson Company. Regency Enterprises mm. had produced films such as Free Willy, Macaulay Culkin's The Nutcracker, <laughs> Pushing okay. Pins. Fight Club, the Onion movie, and Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, and the Marmaduke. Oh, this is, it's like a, a smattering of insanity. Not, yeah. None of those go together. <laughs> I just love that this is the pick that, like, these were the ones they were really pushing. I love that Fight Club is right next to the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. That's so funny. Macaulay Culkin's The Nutcracker is in there. It's that's very funny. Uh, um, Macaulay Culkin is a dad, and I feel old. Same. That's weird. He and Brenda Song have a child together, and that, that blows so my wild. mind. That's so wild. Good for them. 
Good for them. Congratulations. Yeah. I know it's probably been a while, but congratulations <laughs> anyway. They made a child. They deserve all of the cr- congratulations. That is true. They I made a human it. life. I cannot the do same. it. Literally. <laughs> um, on May 30th, 2012, it was announced that Jim Burkett? I don't Burkett. know. It's B-Y-R-K-Y-K-I-T. Okay. Burkett. Jim Burkett and Alex... God, names! (laughs) I'm just going to put this one in the Discord chat and see if you can uh, figure this one out. Let me... Let me see. Man... Man... M A N U G I A N. Man. Gan? Manigan? Manigan? Manigan. Manugian? Manugian? Alan. Manigan. Manamana. I was doing, like, never mind. You were doing Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. Okay, Manana again. <laughs> oh Manana. God, I'm crying. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Go back to the names. Okay, Jim, <laughs> Jim and Alex. Jim, Jim and Alex. <laughs> they were signed to write the screenplay, so Corey didn't make it. Poor guy. Sorry, Corey. Um, Jim was a writer and storyboarder for Academy Award-winning animated fe- feature Rango. And voiced the characters Waffles, Gordy, and Papa Jode. Um, okay. Alex also worked on Rango and voiced the character Spoons. I've okay. never seen Rango, so. Uh, me either. In 2014, Ivan Retman, director of the Ghostbusters films, was attached as a producer, but it was later noted that he and his production company. Mon- uh, Montecito Pictures were no longer involved in the project. Okay. There's a lot of weird stuff that just happens throughout this movie. This just feels like production hell because it is yes, production it is. hell. Um, after nearly two years of inactivity, Brian Henson Ugh. briefly talked about the film's progress in March of 2014 to Variety. Fraggle Rock is still in development, but the development is looking very strong. Where Dark Crystal is mostly developed, Fraggle Rock might go faster because it's not as big of an undertaking. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Now comes the part of our story that's just a little bit sad. Oh no. I say sad. It should be terrible and angry and mad (laughs) for me. Also, you have a lovely singing voice, I have to say. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Of course I would sing the Book of Mormon. (laughs) You're Um, white, of course you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, I don't even want to say his name. I'm just reading it it on my screen. Say it. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say his name in this episode. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. On March 19th, 2015, mm-hmm. it was announced that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, 
I would be attached to the project as a producer and a star. No! I'm so angry. Your mortal enemy. Fucking Q-Tip Man <laughs> was going to star and produce this film. Any mortal enemy of yours is a mortal enemy of mine, and I'm so sorry. I'm so beyond angry. Oh, I'll produce I'm... your fucking movie. <laughs> Fuck him. It's me. To <laughs> <sighs> so the people who don't know, and you're listening to it now, Sprout hates him <laughs> for many he, reasons. He so my my hatred for Q-Tip Man, as I call him, is fully out of jealousy. Uh-huh. He is he's been with the Muppets and Sesame Street. And almost Fraggle Rock. Too many times. It is my turn to hang out with puppet people. <laughs> not his. You're just ex- extremely jealous. I hate it. I hate it. My my jealousy. Uh, well, it's not even jealousy. It, it's my my hatred of uh, Chip Brady Bunch just stems from the fact that he tried to make Scooter straight. No, see, yours is completely valid. Mine's ridiculous. <laughs> but I still get overly heated about it, so. It's so funny, I have to say, <laughs> like, hearing and seeing your hatred for this man. It's, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I have to read quotes from him now. Ew. <sighs> All right. Q-tip man says... <laughs> The first screen persona I've ever loved were Henson creations, first on Sesame Street and then on Fraggle Rock. Jim Henson's characters make you laugh and sing, but they're also layered, surprisingly, and wise. From Oscar the Grouch to Yoda to the, to the Fraggles. Excuse- I've never Yoda, hello? Yoda <laughs> is know. not a Henson company. I know. I'm going <laughs> to break this man like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this man. <laughs> this man. I've never stopped loving his work, even as a young, frisky man. <laughs> on and on into adulthood. <laughs> Why are you a young, frisky man into adulthood? Did you just were you born a young, frisky man? <laughs> God, I hate that quote so much. Oh, it's the worst. It skeeves me out. It makes my whole body go, no. Ugh. I'm shaking. Um, collaborating oh. with Lisa Henson makes me confident we can do something that Jim would have loved. I'm grateful mm-hmm. and excited to be working with New Regency on this project. Oh, I miss Corey. I miss Corey, too. Man. <laughs> We didn't know how good we had it. This movie was going to be a train wreck. Oh. Like, it was already bad with this. Oh. They wanted this young, frisky man. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks Yoda is a Jim Henson Company character? I'm going to stick my head through an embankment <laughs> wall. <laughs> oh. oh, I hate it. He was going to be a producer. He was going to star in this. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Continue. Mm-hmm. Um, in July of 2018, 
Q-Tip Man reported on Twitter that conversations about the movie were still ongoing. In response to the question, any updates on the Fraggle Rock movie, Q-Tip Man posted, Just had a meeting about it the other day. Movies take a long goddamn time. Wait, should I not say goddamn in the context of Fraggle Rock? I guess I shouldn't. Sorry, Wembley. If anything, Wembley would swear. But I feel like... No, I feel like Boober only when he's upset, and Wembley swears all the time. <laughs> I can Mokey, see I, I can see Boober dropping a what the hell is that? Oh, I don't definitely. know if that counts, but I know it counts. Um Fraggle Rock. Moki you know. Moki has only said fuck once. Only once. <laughs> only one time. Yeah. Red swears like a sailor. That is true. Yeah. Oh, she, fraggle of my heart. I love Red. I love Moki. Same. I love them all. I love them all. Okay. But Boober Fraggle. I get that. Boober, same. And Moki. God, she's a lesbian. Anyway, continue with your train wreck of a story. We're actually to the last part of the train wreck. Oh, finally. We're off the train, choo-choo. By June 2020. Q-Tip Man was quoted that the movie wasn't happening, mentioning Mm -hmm. the new show with Apple TV. Mm -hmm. There's so many projects that are in development. Some get into press and some reason and some don't. We all spend lots and lots of time working on lots and lots of things that don't become real. This was one of those. Hmm. (laughs) I just just love the fact that the story is we brought on Q-Tip Man. Oh, the movie's not happening now. Yeah. Sorry, bye. There's no correlation. <laughs> no correlation whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is the train wreck. <laughs> that would have been the Fraggle Rock movie. Mm-hmm. However... I know that there... Oh, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I know that there is a script, and I don't know if it is by, um... Corey? Uh, Corey, or yeah, if it's by Corey, or if it's the one that you know, Q-Tip Man was gonna do. Yeah, Jim and Alex. I I don't know which one it was, but I know that there's a script out there somewhere. Maybe we could do a cold reading of it one day. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, appa- uh, from what I know, because I remember Joe, uh, from Tough Bigs talked about it, and he's like, they just did. Uh, I assume it's the one from Alex and um, Jim. Jim, sorry. Uh, that because he said something like they just didn't know what to do with Moki. Oh no. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a cold re- reading of that one day. But that sounds like a good conti- continue. So while I was doing my research for this nightmare, <laughs> I discovered two other projects that were never made for Fraggle oh. Rock. Yeah. One. Um. During the production of the third season of Fraggle Rock, Jim Henson began thinking of projects for after the series. One idea, outlined in March of 1984, focused on Uncle Traveling Matt and two new Fraggle characters exploring the globe in a hot air balloon. According uh, According to Henson biographer Brian J. Jones, Henson... Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Henson was more excited, however, by the idea of doing a Fraggle Rock spinoff series. 
In a memo to the creative staff, Jim described a show built around Uncle Matt and two new Fraggle characters who travel the world in a nutty hot air balloon. Um, Jim wrote, landing in new places each week, possibly on a quest to gather music. Jim had even planned on the technical tricks he wanted to put in the show each week. We could radio control Uncle Matt and the female Fraggle on a bicycle with a sidecar, and the doozers might follow along in their uh, radio-controlled vehicles. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it sounds like like that would have been great. Yeah, and another female character. Hell yeah. What happened? Fantastic. What happened? I want to see radio control Matt and a bicycle. Same. I think what happened is um, the Dark Crystal probably happened, and then they lost a bunch of money. And so they were like, oh, no, we can't do this. Now, the second project. I am beyond sad. Oh, no. The Saga of Fraggle Rock. Among ideas Jim Henson produced for a feature in the second half hour of a potential episode of the Jim Henson Hour was an original storytelling of the discovery of Fraggle Rock called the Saga of Fraggle Rock. Oh. The special was not produced. Oh, I want it so badly. But I would give. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want it. Let me see. Curse everyone for canceling the Jim Henson Hour. Curse them all to hell. I mean, (laughs) if I remember correctly, the Jim Henson Hour was up against Full House. So, for like ratings. I've never seen Full House, so I've seen the Jim Henson Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, it it is the network's own fault that they put the Jim Henson Hour up against Full House to compete with ratings. Their own damn fault. But that is the uh, the train wreck that was the Fraggle Rock movie. Okay. Thoughts, opinions. I there's just so much to like take in about it. <laughs> I'm I feel I feel so sorry for for Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, I I dislike Q-Tip Man so much. Probably not as much as you because. <laughs> It's him uh, and you. <laughs> I I just, everything about it just made me feel bad. It's like, why, why even make a Fraggle Rock movie if it's not going to be like, you know, Fraggles and their music and everything about them? Why are you trying to make it something it's not? It was you know? just one thing after the other. Just yeah. bad. Just bad. everything everything was bad and horrible and bad uh, and i hate it <laughs> oh goodness okay um should should we do a thought experiment and see uh what would make a better fraggle rock movie i'm so bad at coming up with movies <laughs> We don't have to come up with movies. We just have to come up with ideas of like, hey, what would we want to see? Well, the thing is, I think this movie could have worked. Yeah. Like the idea of the main five going to outer space. Oh, yeah, definitely. That could work. It has potential. Oh, definitely. Make it a continuation. Yeah, obviously. Make it a continuation. Get good people working on it. Yeah. 
Don't make it a pop album. Don't don't make it a jukebox soundtrack. Like if they actually had the team working on the Apple TV show working on the movie, I would yeah. fully believe it would be a great movie. If John Tartaglia was working on the movie, it would have worked. And the reason it didn't work, not because of everything we just talked about, it's because John Tartaglia himself is not was not on the film. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of Fraggle Rock movie would you want? Again, I like the idea of them going out into outer space. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need to be—they need to be there with a purpose. It doesn't need to be like they, it, it. Again, it, the, the Smurfs movie was just like they're there, yeah. you know. Um, I think a fun one would be if Doc went missing, but that's like a weird, like yeah. Or what if Sprocket went missing? Rocket. I feel like I heard about a version where it was Uncle Traveling Matt went missing. See, that makes sense. Yeah. Here I'm just thinking about Sprocket. Oh, yeah. Doggy. Doggy make me happy. Woof woof. <laughs> woof woof. Um. <laughs> um. I, okay. In my head, if we're doing one now, obviously we can't have Doc in it, unfortunately. So maybe like a daughter or a granddaughter. Yeah. Um, have that. Maybe she uh, thinks that her, you know, maybe she thinks her father is kind of like, oh, he was weird. He always talked about these silly creatures when I was little, but it was obviously just like an imaginary story. They're not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she finds out about them. Uh, I'm spitballing. See, this is my idea that I've always thought for the TV show they're making. Really? Solely because to have that dynamic again of oh, Fraggles aren't real, they need to have a new character. And why not make it like they can have Doc off screen kind of like Shimmelfinny was and have it be his grandkid watching over the the workshop. Yeah, while he's out of town or something like that. Well, no, uh, he and Ned are still uh, living together because yeah. gay rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, their daughter or their granddaughter or something. Uh, and and maybe, she, maybe she's also like, I want to be an adventure too, so I'm going to live here. Yeah. Yeah. And it would and, also, like, you could have... Sp- sprocket tried to be like fraggles and she's like what are you doing yeah yeah bring back that dynamic yeah maybe that's what they'll do for the show that's coming out that's, but i don't that's what i've been thinking i hope so that'd be fun yeah definitely um but i don't because like with the shows you can have specific stories you want to tell with, with a movie you have to have set character arcs yeah, uh, and, and you're gonna have five, maybe six, if you're gonna do like a human character, because all movies have to have one human character for some stupid reason. Mm-hmm. So, like six main character, <laughs> six main characters. What? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna write six like main story arcs? My brain. Yeah, Just the first thing my brain thought of for some reason within this moment. Is yeah. the scene from Sonic the Hedgehog 
<laughs> he's found in that like storage house thing and he just goes uh uh meow, meow. but but gobo fraggle <laughs> and i hate it <laughs> every fiber of my being hates it i love that we said it at the same time <laughs> my head is on my desk mm. <laughs> oh goodness cursed cursed oh it was very cursed especially the original design Oh god. What if that's oh, what the fraggles look like? Oh, I want to die. <laughs> oh. No, the fraggles look great. They're little they're cute little creatures and I love them. They're great. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm It's not that I'm in hell. It's like I'm in this weird liminal space where I don't know what's happening <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. No, it sounds just like the production of this movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm living the emotions of the production of this movie. It's what a wild. Nightmare. What a nightmare. It was such a nightmare. Corey, you're not listening. If you want to come on and, and we could talk and do an interview, uh hit us up. Please. <laughs> yeah. Q tip man, we don't we don't want you here. Q tip man. Get out of here. No we don't want you here. <laughs> Maybe Mary does, but I don't know about her. Mary, if you want him on here, I'm boycotting. Uh, Mary, if you want Q-Tip Man on here, we're leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were on hiatus? No. If you want Q-Tip Man, you're doing that episode yourself. <laughs> you can have a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Should we get into Henson's struggles then? I mean, I guess there's not really a lot to talk about unless you want to try to find that script and, and we could like, oh God. I guess you could read one scene or something. Let me oh, see what I can find. Hey, hey, check hmm. on Tough Pigs, the Fraggle Rock movie script. They'll, they probably have it. Okay. When is this from? This is from 2009, so this would have been Corey Edwards's. Script. Okay, I think there's probably another one also from like later from uh, Jim and the other guy, Alex. Let's see. Corey Edwards is definitely a fan of the show, as he shows us by giving the one-off lines that would normally be credited to Fraggle Five the characters we've recognized, giving them cameos only the real fans would appreciate. The storyteller, Tosh, Morris, Rumpel, Marlin, and Large Marvin all make appearances. So there are some missing characters that I expect to see, like the world's oldest Fraggle, who will hopefully make an appearance in the final version. Got bad news for you, bud. <laughs> Got bad news for you, tough pigs. I trust Corey. I trust this man with this Fraggle movie, and he was screwed over, and I'm upset. Um. Oh, oh, here we go. Once in outer space, Doc and Sprocket play a supporting role to Doc's adult-aged grandson, Randy. Uh, Randy, Randy becomes <laughs> Randy. I hate. I hate that. Randy. Randy if you're becomes... named Randy, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Randy becomes our guide through the real world as Doc and Sprocket sleep in the workshop or sit on a park on park benches while the adventures pass them by. Though it'll be sad to lose the dynamic of Doc and Sprocket if Edwards can get Gary Perks to re- Parks to reprise his role, it would be well worth it just to see him on screen again. I'm a little torn on how I feel about Randy, though. If he's performed well, he could be tolerable, but there's a lot of potential for corniness and irritation. He also sings a couple songs with the Fraggles through the movie, so it will be a challenge to portray that without looking ridiculous. Mm. Um... Goody. Once outside, the Fraggles really start to show their faded colors. By that, I mean they lose a bit of the characterization that once made them great. Each of the Fraggles is inherently faulty, but those traits become somewhat muted in the film. Gobo is a strong leader, but not quite as cocky. Red is tough, but not as competitive. Wembley is silly, but doesn't wemble, etc. One interesting addition, however, is Cotter Pinduzer, who tags along for the adventure. Cotterpin has suddenly become a mechanical whiz, getting the Fraggles out of a jam or two in their time of need. I always liked Cotterpin, and it was nice to see her show up um, for the Fraggles when they got blindingly confused about things, as they are wont to do. Unfortunately, Corey Edwards got into the same trouble as the cover artist for the Fraggle Rock DVDs, and that is not being able to find proper place for Moki. Milky is left without much of a role, even stepping out entirely during a side quest. I understand that she's a hard character to write for, but it will be unfortunate to see her with a diminished role compared to her fraggle brethren. I can only mm. assume that the Milky merchandise will suffer the most. <laughs> so, well, tough things. A lot of things suffered during the making of this movie. <laughs> oh boy, did they. Yeah. Um... Once we find Uncle Traveling Matt, he is aloof and hilarious as ever. In fact, my favorite parts of the script involved Matt as he acts oblivious to the increasing danger around him. Edwards definitely got his voice down pat, and he'll hopefully be a highlight for everyone once he's on screen. Nice. Um, I didn't have the Gorgs. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a thing with Fraggles of like, we can't do Gorgs right now. Sorry. It sounds like they're going to be in the new show, which is exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting. My question is, are they still going to be really chill, like the end of the series? Or is it going to kind of refresh itself? I feel like it's going to be a mixture of a revival and a reboot, where like it's going to be a continuation from the old uh, show, but also... Like, some of the characters are going to start from the beginning, love their character development. Like, the the Gorgs are going to be, you know, they're not going to be chill. It's time to do some... Uh, what was the word that Junior always used? It wasn't whack. I don't know. I can't think of <laughs> what he would say. I'm dumb. Don't mind me. You're not dumb. You're not <laughs> dumb. Don't say that. Okay, I won't say that. I'm having a brain fart. Ignore me. There we go. <laughs> um, We're gonna get them. <laughs> get those waggles. Get those waggles. I'm gonna get them. I want to know who's gonna play Pa and Junior. And yeah. Gunge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the trash heap. 
Yeah, and Trash Heap. How did I miss? How did I name Gunge not Trash Heap? How? Yeah, that's Marjorie, what I was thinking right? of. Like, how did you forget Marjorie? <laughs> My brain today. I feel like if they do get Matt on uh, to do Marjorie, that would be nice. That would be very nice. I, but I can also see uh, John uh, being Marjorie mm-hmm. and Pa. Yeah. Well, I mean, if anyone has seen any of John Tartaglia's like vocal uh, impressions, because he he does a, a, vo- a vocal impressions like song during a lot of his one man shows, and they're all over YouTube. They're very good. Like he does a Gonzo impression that sounds exactly oh, like Gonzo. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It sounds like Muppet Show Gonzo. Yeah, it sounds like season three, like perfect Muppet Show Gonzo. It's yeah. insane how good it is. It's very, very good. Yeah, so I, I have faith in, in John and his portrayal of uh, any of the Fraggle Rock characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we get into hints and struggles? Yeah. We have the same yeah. struggle. We do have the same struggle, and I do just want to take everyone on a little journey, just for a a second. So imagine you're sitting in your living room, and you're talking with someone, and you're having a very lovely conversation, and um, you're realizing some things, and like, wow, I never want to stop talking to this person. And then you look over their shoulder it to the window behind them and you can see your neighbors setting their house on fire for insurance purposes <laughs> that that is what august 3rd at 10 p.m felt like for me personally personally oh, i fun. thank you personally i felt like i was in my living room and i looked out the window and everything was on fire <laughs> like i was fine in my living room everything was perfect but outside my window there was just fire oh my I, god i i don't know how you felt sprout i was just like i felt like i was juggling 50 plates <laughs> yeah yeah um should should we tell them what we're talking about so to put it bluntly we're dating. We are. However, <laughs> it kind of happened accidentally on Twitter. On the oh, timeline. It was so funny. Oh, I was, <laughs> it was, oh my god. Mary tweeted something out that was hilarious. Um, god, what was it? Let me find it, because it was so funny. <laughs> Also, uh, Richard specifically DM'd me something that made me cackle out loud, which was, you know, if you and Sprout have something to tell us, we love you and we are a supportive community. It's not the 70s anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that made me cackle out loud. So thank you, Richard Um, and Mary. (laughs) And tons of people on the timeline were going crazy. And I literally had to stop for a minute and be like, why is everyone freaking out? And like, there's tons of people I don't know that are freaking out. And then I realized Sprout and I do a podcast together. We are public figures. I forgot that part myself. (laughs) We forgot that this isn't just an excuse to talk for four hours (laughs) to each other. 
<laughs> and I, I just want to I want to make it clear, especially to Mary, I did not start this podcast just to talk to Sprout. <laughs> we started as friends. We started this. This is true. This is very true. Yes. That oh, I found I found Mary's tweet. It okay, is in it. all caps. <laughs> if y'all actually started dating each other after I went on hiatus. <laughs> That's it. Just all caps. Yeah. And and at one point she did tweet a picture of um Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, <laughs> and Harrison Ford all together and she put, I love Muppet fans talking. <laughs> so, so I funny. I call dibs on Carrie Fisher, obviously. <laughs> um, Mary is, is Mark because of how the story goes. Do you do you know the story? I read it that night, but it didn't <laughs> stick in my brain. Basically, Mark Hamill didn't realize that uh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford were like a thing. And he literally did walk in on them, like making out at least oh, no. once or twice. Oh, and no. just didn't, he just didn't realize it. He was like blind, <laughs> which is so funny. That is so funny. Yeah, but Mary did tweet at me something like, well, haha, that means I'm best friends with Richard Hunt. And it's like, oh, you're right. You're right. You can You're take right. That. You can take that. So. <laughs> so that's our struggle of the week. Yeah, that was a that was a wild couple hours of people going insane and my phone uh, would not stop. <laughs> every everyone I had ever talked to and not talked to was just they were going feral. I was like shaking. Same. <laughs> For many reasons, obviously. Like, I was already nervous. Yeah, yeah. But we're uh -huh. going to add this layer to it. Yeah. Which was just a wild time. Yeah. <laughs> Privacy? Who is she? I don't know her. Never heard of it. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so this mm. has been fun. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is a shorter episode than normal. I had yeah. five pages of notes, but as I said, most of it was quotes. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, talking. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. I think last week's episode makes up for this week's episode, Fair if enough. that makes sense. Because last week's episode was so long. Ridiculous. I literally lost my voice after recording that episode. I couldn't mm -hmm. talk for the rest of the day. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, so if you I'm want an extra long episode, listen to that one. I'm glad I'm talking. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> I, it almost wasn't going to happen. Yeah, my, my, I, to pe people who don't know, I'm moving, I don't have Wi-Fi yet, and my phone has decided to be dumb and it's just not working. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm working with a Rube Goldberg machine at the moment to, to <laughs> record this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. But luckily it's working. Thank God. <laughs> I'm very I, glad. I'm glad my voice didn't disappear. Me too. So going to be a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Billy Joel. Okay. <laughs> we can't get into why your voice is going because of <laughs> Billy Joel. We can't. We can't get into this right now. What can I say? I'm only human. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Now we're just now we're now this just isn't a Muppet podcast. Now we're just talking, and and we can do that on our own time. <laughs> we'll close okay. out then. Yeah, let's close out. Let me get my outro ready. <laughs> don't have the outro memorized. I've been doing this twice. Three. Yeah, this is my third time. Let me live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Sprout, thank you so much for being here with me. It's of always course. a treat. Um, I'm always happy to show with you. Oh, <laughs> my face is red. Okay. Uh, Mary's going to hate us when she gets back. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, our art uh, banner for, for our Twitter and our art for our podcast is by at fireferret93 on Twitter. Our intro and outro voice acting is by at turning to stone on Twitter. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Muppets underscore talking. If you want to follow Mary on Twitter, you can follow her at Muppet Mulaney. If you want to follow me on any social media, it is at Nerdy Maria Mania. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it is at Palpu Sprout. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a Muppetational rest of your week. Bye! And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this. I feel underprepared, but that's because you're leading the episode today. Oh, I should pull up my notes. Speaking of me <laughs> leading the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I brought it up. Because it would have been very fun. I was like, so, Sprout. I, I literally just had topic? this moment of, oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm doing the episode. But luckily, I did research.